This is a HeadGum Original. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> Welcome to the <laughs> <laughs> wall. For those listening, I forgot what to do with my hands for a second. I like I like did a, a pump like I was uh honking the horn of a big rig. Mm-hmm. And then I did a thumbs up and I was like, wait, no, that's not what happens next. <laughs> I got I got a honk the horn on a in a steering wheel, right? Yeah, because it's in, not even in a video even, podcast anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's not a video, but it helps me get Just into for the character. benefit of us. Yeah, 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 and it's you you technically did a beep 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 because you know hon- pulling the but okay. yeah, I didn't I didn't yeah I guess my improv uh, object work didn't was more in sense. line to right. uh multiple beeps and no rooms. Welcome to the pit wall everybody. This is a casual podcast for F1 fans. I think I got that wrong again, but that's fine. Yeah. I'm your podcast principal Casey Donahue. I'm joined by Andrew Pileup and Marika. Let me check the name here. I think Jake no name. is just I regular no Brownlee. Name. Yeah. Jake isn't here. I don't know if we're are we talking about that. Jake, yeah, we can is talk with about it. Child for Jake three is months. Child for, for for three months. Jeff is lost in Kentucky. Yep, couldn't he upload he the headgum podcast. <laughs> He's abandoned all responsibilities and went to rural Kentucky where he says he has no service. Yeah. Um, It'll be interesting to see if a sketch is uploaded the Tuesday before this comes out. Mm. Mm. Uh, My bet is that there won't be one, but we'll find out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, everything's uh, it's a real tight ship these days here at the pit wall. (laughs) Real skeleton crew, yeah. <laughs> but it's great. This is the hard. This is for hardcore fans. This yeah, is no yeah. longer for casual fans. <laughs> yeah. People with children or who take vacation can fuck yeah. right off. Get out of here. You have a newborn baby. You're in the wrong business, pal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to, uh, today was going to be an episode. 
about the Imola Grand Prix, but due to God, <laughs> there there isn't going to be a race. There was no race. The race against God. <laughs> yes, there was a race against God. <laughs> and we Ma lost. And, and Max Verstappen is seeing what happens <laughs> when you challenge God. When you tempt God, yeah. On the, mm -hmm. on the track, he will flood it, flood the entire region. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it really sucks. It's really bad. They're it's like bad and it sucks. 21 rivers that, I guess, burst their banks, which is a phrase I had never heard of until today. Yeah, the rivers burst their banks. I was uh, I was looking into what happened, and it's it, the, the area was in such extreme drought Mm -hmm. That the land couldn't absorb any of the water. And yeah. then they got hit with a ton of rain. And just the, it, like, the the walls crumbled. Yeah, a lot of mudslides. It's, uh, it's not good out there in the world, folks. Things are bad. But you know what? At least... We have Yuki Sonoda to help the locals remove water from their stores. And that it, did he is do what that? matters. Yeah. Yeah, there's like all these pictures of him like Fuck. sweeping and cleaning up. Yeah. And Man, I gotta tell you, after watching this episode of Drive to Survive, which we we're gonna talk about today, uh, I am much I am a, I'm a way big Yuki fan now. And hearing this story. I like the guy. He's a good I kid. I think he's cute. He's a cute kid. That and he's great. uh he's got he's you know going through some extra existential crisis, I think, but uh you know, we'll get he into that. He lost his big brother. Um and you know, Jake's not here. Number 1 Yuki hater. So we can Yuki say whatever hater. we want. Yeah, we can uh, we can now say I I like Yuki. I <laughs> Now that um, I'm not scared, I'll get fired for saying something so <laughs> bold and brave. I like Yuki. Yeah. Um. Also today they announced that F1 is donating a million euros to the area for flood relief, which is good since yeah. I'm sure the economy is really bolstered by having a race there. Uh, yeah, and Ferrari yeah, for also did that. People are floored that F1 is actually, like, doing the right thing for yeah. once. So funny. <laughs> a lot of memes just, of, oh, like, the like actual humans. good. <laughs> Whoa, what? <laughs> um, yeah. It's nice. And I think all the food and water and stuff from, like, all hospitality is getting donated to food banks. Um, but, so all the, the Red Bull. Yeah, all of the Red Bull and I, yeah. $500 chicken fingers, mm -hmm. <laughs> I assume. They also have that in Italy. Uh, yeah, for sure. To food I've banks. Never, never been to Italy, but I assume I, I assume at their Grand Prix they're also eating $500 chicken fingers, mm -hmm. Little Caesars pizzas. <laughs> yeah. Now, Marika, there's another another bit of news here. I'm seeing Nick DeVries almost got stranded. Tell me about that. 
he did almost get stranded uh, on his way to the factory for a marketing day. Uh, and a McLaren team member helped him and gave him a room in his hotel. Uh, then when he woke up, they were like, they were using the hotel for like people that had to flee their homes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was nice. But then also like he had to take some crazy route home. There were mudslides everywhere, but he, he got out. Ah, what a shame. <laughs> <laughs> that he got out, I mean. You're right. You know, I could tell. Um, <laughs> yeah, I could, tell. Also, I could tell also what you meant. Oh, okay. Good. Also, in Nick DeVries news, there were rumors going around yes. that Helmet Marco gave him a three-race ultimatum. Yes. Which is so fucking stupid. Helmet like Marco, shit. shrivel up and die, is what I have to say. Wait, you so you... Old... Wait, why <laughs> so does you Helmet Marco this? have a, have a say in Alpha Corey? <laughs> He's, I mean, I guess he just their... kind of overall has a say. Yeah, it's their, like, it's the Red Bull support team so he i mean he had to say when yuki was misbehaving or whatever Mm -hmm. uh that was that whole thing so who's the who's the guy that is like i mean is he the principal of alpha torrid is it torst toast name toast 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 franz i have a note about that i would have thought he would tolerate i don't think he going around him but i guess he's also leaving right or he has left I think he's still there. Yeah. Um, because there are it, the places. I mean, this is just a rumor, but it there were people that were like, France kind of defended Nick DeVries by saying like, usually rookies have you know two seasons to kind of get into shape or whatever. So yeah, uh, but. Well, maybe we'll get into this, but Nick DeVries is not at all treated like a rookie by anybody. Right. Look, man, Which if you score dumb, points on your debut, you know. In a Williams. Yeah, that's letting people know you know how to drive. So you don't have the excuse yeah. of being 19th every race. <laughs> you, you obviously know I've... how to drive a, a, a freaking car. I All right, let's know. get into it before we go too far down the rabbit hole of because he's like a, yeah, yeah. I would say he's a minor evil character in this episode. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> I think this episode so mean, such mean. a good this, drive to survive episode because it makes you give a shit great. about people that you normally would not exactly. really care that much about. Yeah. And it shows some interpersonal stuff, and it's like self-contained. Yeah, yes. I love this. I will say the same thing I say about almost every episode because I bring this up almost every time. They did not show the fact that. Pierre Gasly almost yes. was decapitated. Yes. And so despite this up. whole race, this whole thing basically being about the Suzuka race. So, yes, this is copaganda for sure, mm-hmm. but I still liked it. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, you know, let's cross that bridge when we get there. Should we just start talking about this episode from the <laughs> yeah, top? Let's do it. Yes. Wait, are there other news items that we need to cover? No, it's just those. That was it. Yeah, Unless no race this something. week. There will be a race next week. Monaco, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> well, today we're talking about Drive to Survive, Season 5, Episode 8, called Alpha Male, but I'm looking at my phone and I notice my phone uh, auto-corrected it to Aloha Male. 
Perfect. I think that's more fun, mm. less uh, toxic. Yeah. Uh, and we open in Tokyo. Pierre and Yuki are driving in the rain, and Yuki farts. Yeah. They're Classic having a, Yuki. A, they're having a cute a little dookie movie. A dookie move, if they're ever <laughs> a dookie move. But it is the most dookie punoda Yuki Sunoda has ever been. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I thought it was cute. They're driving around. This is an adorable little sequence. Yuki said it's raining because his heart is crying. Um, because yes. Pierre's going to be on a different team. Oh my god. <laughs> from there, yeah. from, from that moment, I became a Yuki fan. Oh my god. <laughs> you know who couldn't say something like that? Max Verstappen. I know. No. And this wasn't even prompted. They gave Yuki a GoPro and they're like, go drive around the streets of Tokyo with Pierre. And he like spills his heart out. It's so cute. Well, Pierre starts it off by saying, Yuki, everywhere you seem to go, it seems to be raining. And then Yuki, fucking great improv skills. <laughs> Goes, well, it's been, what's the exact quote? I have it here. Uh, well, my heart, my heart is crying because you're going to go to a different team. Yeah. Man. So I am, I am in on these two. <laughs> it's about time, in my humble opinion. <laughs> Been pushing this friendship, <laughs> and it's good. It's uh, you know, they really paint the picture of, you know, Yuki is young, but Pierre's also young. I don't. How old is Pierre? Like twenty seven, if I had to guess. Yeah, he's in the twilight of his career, though. Twenty five <laughs> to twenty seven. One of those. Five to twenty-seven. Yeah, he's like twenty-seven. The age five years old. No, twenty-five to twenty-seven, but oh, okay, he is twenty-seven yeah. confirmed. Wow, nailed it! And Yuki is uh, twenty-four. This was his last year. Was his second season? He's twenty-three, but yes, last year was his second season. I guess he would have been twenty-two. Um. I think 21. His birthday was May 11th. He was born oh, in 2000. Wow. He's born yeah. in 2000? Oh, mm -hmm. my God. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they kind of, like, established that, you know, Yuki is, uh, is a rookie. Pierre is the mentor, the elder statesman. Uh, Pierre's leaving, and now Yuki kind of is, is – uh, he has to step up. Even though his uh, his new partner is going to be Nick DeVries, I'm getting ahead of myself now. Yeah, but but, the, it, but, but this but... is the theme of the episode: is is Yuki's crisis of I'm not a kid anymore. I have to be the number one seat on the team. Yeah, and it, it needs to get serious. Yeah, in this in this part, it's also there's like also some talking heads of Pierre being like. I've tried, like, basically, like, I've tried to raise him to be a good man. <laughs> it's a lot of Pierre being like, I coached him as best as I could. He's a good kid. Uh, and I try yeah, to I, be a good role model. Pierre really cares about Yuki. Like, like, yeah, it's nice to see when the teammates like each other. 
mm-hmm. Carlos and Charles, mm-hmm. Yuki and Pierre. I can't. I can't think of any other team other than those two. Where that's like these guys are like friends. I mean, I guess currently Alonzo and Lance, but I don't that makes believe no sense. it. No, that's no, 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 bullshit, though. I no, don't I'll believe it. Right it's not now, the same. I'll tell you right now, Fernando Alonzo is not Lance Stroll's friend. No, he's like, not at all. how's Lance doing? <laughs> it's the it's the coaching yeah, okay. aspect. You put him in a nice car, and he'll be nice to your son. <laughs> um but yeah so they're, they're, in this episode Yuki has a lot of challenges to face and uh we go from them driving around in the rain to Suzuka we're at the track and Yuki is getting mobbed fans love him obviously it's his home race um and uh, there's there's some behavior from the fans that I, I I hate. I see this. It's not just at this circuit. It's like other clips we've seen where people are chasing down the drivers or like, I can't stand when like someone runs up with a phone, sticks their head right next to the driver, takes a selfie, doesn't ask. Yeah. Like it's, it's like the rudest behavior. Some of them and if ask, you tell them like to not act like that, they'll they'll freak out on you. Right. Excuse and me. And it's also like when you see this, it's people that are allowed in the paddock. So it's like yeah. VIP, like paddock club, people that paid hundreds and hundreds of dollars, probably thousands. It's wild. It's 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 it sucks. If you're listening to this and you have paddock club passes sometime in the future and you want to take a picture of the driver, please just ask. That's all I <laughs> that's all I ask. Go go Daniel Ricardo, do you mind taking a picture with me? And I'm sure he'd be so He'll happy go, to hear that. Mate. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah, take it I for mean, you. I think it's a lot of his like kind of a mob mentality because I think when people are alone, they do kind of ask. But yes. In the shots in the show where he's kind of like trying to get through, they that are just like wild. straight up shoveling yeah. him. And he's like not a big guy. So it's like very obvious that his like hand lurk dude is like he only comes up to like his chest. You don't even see the guy's head. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And so he's just like bouncing between <laughs> his like bodyguard like and these like assholes that keep bumping into him trying to get into science stuff. <laughs> So and then there's so a sad. talking hair, talking head of Pierre being like, you know, I'm worried about him going to his home race. Like, it's going to be really intense for him. And then it's just like cuts back to Yuki, like being rattled, <laughs> being yeah, jostled around. <laughs> um, um, I also liked in that conversation about like the home race thing. Um there's a talking head of Charles and uh, of Hamilton, but particularly Charles being like, you know, being on home turf, there's a lot of pressure that you want to turn into a positive. Uh, and I really felt like that needed to be like cut with just him crashing in Monaco every year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that was definitely taken out of context that, yeah. that comment. Same with, 
Same with Hamilton. No, yeah. There's no way they're like, so we, how do you think Yuki's going to feel this weekend? It's definitely <laughs> like, no, they're just talking about home races in general and pasted right. them in. Mm-hmm. But why Charles saying that particular thing when yeah. he's done so badly at his home races? <laughs> <laughs> it was so sad. Um, yeah, from here we move on to... Pierre talking about while he's why he's leaving AlphaTauri to go to Alpine, and it's like I guess if you don't watch Formula One, you want to know why. But AlphaTauri is like a bottom rung team, like like they are the the farm system for Red Bull essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right now the seats at Red Bull are filled. So where is Pierre going to go? He's got to go to another team, and Alpine is a competitive team. Yeah. So that's why he's time. going. It makes sense. It's the time <laughs> to go. Get up, and, get uh, out from under Helmet Marco's influence. Yeah. Then from there we go to Will Buxton uh, talking about how Yuki can be a little wild. And they go into a montage of Yuki so good. being a fucking maniac, yeah. cursing at engineers, crashing the car. A I really did great like little that montage. It... <laughs> I did like that there was also Pierre being like he has like anything that comes to his mind goes out of his mouth, which I I think really put things in perspective for the entire montage, too, because I feel like people were kind of like framing it like in the moment, like last year or whatever, as like Yuki is ill behaved. He needs, you know mental health work according to helmet marco <laughs> but it's just like he has no filter that's kind of just all it is yeah he has no filter and he's pretty emotional but not yeah. in a purely aggressive way that's right. i think what a little bit sets him apart is he's i mean when he falls behind and when he's having trouble it like clearly compounds for him yeah in a way that i think a more seasoned driver would be able to kind of put behind them mm-hmm. in baseball they call this a head case <laughs> <laughs> it's true like you lose the yips whatever like you lose your yeah yeah you lose your kind of grip and then like it head. compounds yeah and i think yuki is at least framed as someone who's especially susceptible to this yeah i would never hold anything uh a driver says while in the middle of a race to you know who they are as a person like you're driving you're driving a coffin 200 miles an hour <laughs> and if like someone is like uh feel free to push and then you go i am <laughs> like i yeah. feel like that's what i would do <laughs> i would react yeah. like i'm just, like driving the car like also with the clip where he's like don't talk to me when i'm in a braking zone feels totally fair <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. feels fair yeah I, I mean him screaming to people on the radio is like not bad behavior like yeah. all the drivers do that yeah be right in famous for doing that and people mm-hmm. loved it so the fact that like yuki is somehow like a bad person because he yells at his engineer yeah. whatever yeah they're 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 it, they're all doing it they they call each other morons and and dickheads and like you know, yeah. just but then the off track. Like I think, I think the only friends any of these guys have are each other. Yeah, 
<laughs> That's what I and think if their it's lives not, are And like. if it's not them, it's someone like so closely like tied to the sport. Yeah, people like, in the garage maybe. Other like, like people other that competitive they see. like yeah. racing stuff because they raced sure, they together when they Nick were little. Debris. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, it's fine. The kid's fine. Yeah. Let him yell. I did, and I do really appreciate it when he was like, when I have to work out, it ruins my whole day, because uh, I can relate to that. <laughs> I really sure, get that. Sure, Yeah, I can and relate I, to, the, and to I that. loved the clips of him doing his little exercises. Oh, the next stuff was so <laughs> yeah. funny. He's like, he, such, he a, he's like, like such a, a baby about putting it. putting on yeah. his shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the it ruins my whole day thing was literally a clip from a previous season. Yeah. Like, I don't think no, he's was. bitching nearly as much as yeah. he... I mean, no, I think that's part sure. of the arc, right? Is like, mm-hmm. it definitely feels like he has kind of mellowed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or at least is not like quite as vocal about the stuff he hates doing, even though he obviously hates it and does act like a baby. I mean, that damn trainer. Oh, my God. What a shitty job. <laughs> I know. She's like yanking a fucking elastic band. I like the exercise <sighs> where they just had like some kind of. Oh, like this throwing spoke? star thingy? Yeah. 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 And they just, I think I just like really them bad just like that. very casually tossing it back and forth. Like, like, I guess that's how you train for a race. You just have a little catch 10 feet apart. <laughs> but it's toy. with the, it's with <laughs> with the a cat you have toy. to catch the right color. <laughs> you have to catch the right color. I think I'd be I really bad at that, that but I think that. I'd be really good at <laughs> I thought they were just tossing it. The like, buttons. <laughs> yeah, you say this a lot. And I, and I, and we gotta, yeah, I gotta see this in action. I tried, I tried to, um, play a similar game at Dave and Buster's when I was there recently, but it was broken. Mm. Um, so next time, you know, the, 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 the K1, uh, go-kart facility and here in Burbank, California, uh, has an arcade and I'm next time I'm there, I'll check to see if they have, they should have that there. Yeah. It feels like they should have. Do a little warm up, get the reaction time. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Get those neurons primes. (laughs) So now we move on in the episode to Fran's toast. And I, my note here, I put Fran's toast personality wise. This guy's as dry as a piece of toast. <laughs> I was going to say milk toast. God. Put this guy on TV. Yeah. He's, to like, pre- like, he's pretty dry. I got Gunther Steiner t- telling me how he wants to fuck the whole paddock. <laughs> <laughs> and now we, cu- now, now we got Franz Toast, who's just like, Yuki's, Yuki's a good kid. <laughs> Very fast driver. Fast driver. Delta potential. I got I got Otmar. Can't remember his last name. Safnauer. Doesn't need one. Yeah. Yeah. This guy. A legend. Iron, truly yeah, does. Like a, a legend practicing, saying happy birthday. It's great. Give me that. <laughs> France Toast is giving me nothing. Yeah. If he's not on the team anymore, good. <laughs> he's definitely there. Okay. Well. I think he's retiring at the end of the season, though. That's probably true. Then you know, you know who they should hire. Who now? Uh, I guess is looking for work. They don't have a job anymore. 
Cyril Abitable. I, was no, I forgot his name Cyril. for a second, but uh, I yeah. was, what I was going to say was Brian Cox. <laughs> At least cast him, uh. cast him as the team principal for Drive to Survive. <laughs> okay. They're letting Brad Pitt fun. drive around on the track during races is my understanding yeah, of what's going to happen. I, I have to. I <laughs> don't understand what this is. As they are There's, going to let Brad let Pitt him drive during the race. Silverstone. At Silverstone. One of the biggest races. Yeah. That is also what I read. In a car. And I'm like, like this cannot car? be true. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> we don't it's know. for the movie. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. But I know. It does, I don't. This seems so dangerous. <laughs> it's great. This but, is great. But I can't wait to watch that movie. Holy shit. From Silverstone onward. Yeah. He will not be racing race. other drivers on the track. And it, the race car he drives will most likely be a modified version of a junior F2 or F3 car. But he will be on the track during the race. <laughs> and they, like, you really, like, they're really putting a lot of faith what? in Brad Pitt make knowing sense. what the race was. It doesn't make any, but it's like it all I've seen. It's all race. I've seen from anybody saying that it is during the race. An 11th yeah, team, 11th team is filming going to be on added track. from Silverstone on. And it's Brad Pitt driving and he might not be racing for a championship but he's on the fucking track okay why okay ignoring everything else even if this is all true even why would you even have brad pitt in the car at all he's wearing a fucking helmet this is what stunt drivers are i for. can't even tell it's it charles makes no leclerc driving all. the car <laughs> they created the smallest movable Daniel 6k Ricardo camera do it ever designed to take the viewer into the cockpit is it like in okay. his mask like is it in the helmet pointed mm -hmm. at his face like 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 That's a so like stupid. freaking iron any, man there's ever anything designed for cgi it's this like the intro of the show is cgi <laughs> the game, they have a whole game model they have every track completely modeled like just use computers or use a stunt guy i don't know or you're right this seems like first it. of all this can't be real so i think we're all it's talking real <laughs> I, that's I know, real pile i I'm keep saying that to myself this cannot I, be real a, I'm, i'll it send a variety so article in the chat there's a quote from stefan dominicali saying that the film will be quite invasive in terms of production and it's something that we need to control in a way but it will be another way of showing that formula one never stops just go, crazy. go to Brad the track Pitt. after the race. Uh, we got news. All right. Uh, Brad Pitt and Sandra <laughs> Bullock almost made a movie mocking their own divorces. Final shirts aren't working. Follow Brad Pitt's lead. Brad Pitt's gin company and sobriety explained. I see nothing about. I you would think this would be link. top tier news. <laughs> oh, hold on. Um, let him let race him do car it being used. Yeah. I searched Brad Pitt race and got a what is Brad Pitt's ancestry? Fair. We're all wondering. <laughs> Brad Pitt to drive. Okay, there's like one article about this. <laughs> I think I saw I Will know. Buxton I found, I found saying a lot that this really is what's quick. happening on TikTok. Yes. 
yeah, there is a there was like a thing at Miami a press conference where they talked about this. It's insane, and obviously we're going to be following this, and can't wait for Silverstone to see if this is what's actually happening. Oh God, it's insane. This is absolutely insane. <laughs> but you know what? You know, Back I went to, to France. I went to, you know, <laughs> I went to uh, I went to see a movie last night, an old movie from 1977 on 35 millimeter at the New Beverly Sorcerer. This movie is about Roy Scheider driving a truck across Colombia and it's real there's real explosions this truck almost goes off a cliff he's got to drive it across this rickety bridge it's great I was wrapped watching this movie the th whole theater was like the guy in front of me was like grabbing his head like oh my god I can't believe this and I was watching it thinking what's so great about this is it's real they shot this for real it's not like I'm watching a Marvel movie where they shot it in Burbank at a warehouse mm. next to the go-kart track. It's Those real. Are in Atlanta. So I'm <laughs> I'm uh I'm sitting here going like this is crazy. I can't believe they're doing it. But when the movie comes out, if that's if this is actually how they're shooting it, I am going to love this. And I was watching fast x where they were <laughs> again they do dragging a, a safe around the streets of brazil in a flashback to fast five and i was like also <laughs> grasping my head uh yeah i can't wait for that we're gonna see how that develops and i guess let's get back to this episode of drive to survive This week's episode of The Pit Wall is sponsored by Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. And as Formula One enthusiasts, we know a thing or two about speed. Two minutes, that's just how long it would take Logan Sargent to do a lap around Spa, right, Casey? <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> Uh, you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons. Uh, Marika, what are some of those add-ons? They've got some great cold-pressed juices, like an apple wheatgrass. There's cinnamon horchata protein shakes. There's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it sounds delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. And it's flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. I really like how the website makes it easy to meal plan since you can see menus for the upcoming weeks. So I know that later this month I can try dishes like green chili chicken or spicy white bean lentil ragu and portobellas without planning an extensive grocery list. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast... Vroom, vroom, premium options with no cooking required. Head to factormeals.com slash vroom50 and use code vroom50 to get 50% off. That's code vroom50, V R 
OOM50 at factormeals.com slash vroom50 to get 50% off. Thanks, Factor. Thanks, Factor. If debit is your go to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right, cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Yuki is late on race day. It seems like all these guys are always late. They're always always running to the paddock, mm-hmm. which is crazy because their their job is all about being faster, getting better times. But then they're always late. Hmm. I don't know what that's about. Yuki's Makes late. Think- it's raining. But he has a great raincoat. I took note I of that. I did like that raincoat. I thought it looked great. And he was like the only one really wearing like a fashionable jacket during this. Yeah. He looked real that, good. That they showed. Yeah. I guess Alphatari does have their like clothing line anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Was that an Alphatari raincoat? I have Probably. to assume. Fuck. An Alphatari how much do you think it is? Like nine hundred dollars. Nice. Well, Pierre Gasly's sweaters were four hundred, so I can only assume you're in the ballpark. All right. Well, if I want to look as good as Yuki, I gotta get it. <sighs> <laughs> so it's race day. The race starts. Nobody can see anything. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. All, they keep cutting to the cameras on the cars, and there's no, zero visibility. I cannot believe that they this let them so drive. Dumb. Like yeah, watching, I'm watching to remember, the race. Didn't they drive like one lap before something happened? Yeah, it was, I mean, was it Carlos the, happened right away? I think Carlos. <sighs> Carlos remember, was pretty but... quick, which then led to the uh, Rolex. Banner Sign. getting stuck yeah. on Pierre's car, which we see in this episode. I feel like I I didn't see that happen ever, like, as clearly as in this episode. Well, sure. And I mean, yeah. they cut Boy, to all the best it. angles. Boy, was it wild. <laughs> yeah, watching yeah. it live, it was, like, uh, also, I remember that I was watching that at, like, two in the morning. Uh... Actually, it might have been closer to three because I remember it was like delayed for an hour. I think the start was delayed and then there was a red flag. Mm-hmm. Like and immediately. Then, and then it was like the, uh, they were going to go until they hit the limit. And then, but they ended up finishing the race, right? If I remember yeah. correctly. I think so. They went the distance. Um, yeah. So we see, so we see the Rolex sign get stuck on Pierre's wing. He's like, there's a, a the, the fucking sign I can't see. And then it just cuts to them like resetting, completely cutting out the fact that Pierre almost dies. Like this is totally removed from the episode. Yeah. It was like the biggest story of that race when it happened. Caused like safety and, and safety discussions. Just completely removed 
from like uh, from history, essentially. Erased. That's what Drive yeah. to Survive is. Mm-hmm. Erasure. Yeah. And so now uh, that's crazy. I like. I wonder that it's it's crazy to take that out of a show because one, it's dramatic. I would think if I'm a producer of Drive to Survive, I want this on the show. So it makes me yeah. wonder how much sway either the FIA or Formula One has on this show. They must give notes. And a note must have been, take that out. <laughs> I would yeah, think. I, will, I mean, they show I will Carlos, say... like, and they kind of allude how dangerous it was that Carlos was rolling out into the middle of the racetrack. Yeah. And yeah, no that footage on, on is, and they, is crazy in this episode. Yeah, because he's like, like slowly that that rolling. Was, yeah, and we already know they can't see in front of their cars, and they're like yeah. flying by. Yeah, it's a crazy situation, and they kind of like leave that in there. Yeah, and essentially the same thing happens again, except it's an FIA piece of equipment, and it's their fault, and they leave yeah. it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's just kind of. And I do feel like this episode f- was shorter than other episode like it was only like 33 minutes yeah i feel like they're usually closer to 40 something conspiracy what's on the cutting room floor i bet and i will buxton you coward (laughs) there was like one there was one shot it's the show of pierre in the garage where it was like framed as being after the race it could have been from any time and i was like I don't think it could have been from after the race. He does not look angry enough. Like he was. Yeah, if I recall, he like marched off that. to the FIA. Off. He was pissed. Yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah, and I remember they were showing it and then not talking about it. And then it was like, you know, Crofty and Brundle had to like address it because they were like, everyone on Twitter is talking about this. We haven't seen this this footage. Yeah, uh, right. here on the, on the booth. Uh, but yeah, I remember I remember watching him like like he was yelling and storming, and because they weren't talking about it, I remember watching it and just thinking like, well, yeah, he he's out of the race. Of course, he's he's mad. I've seen this before from drivers, but then like over the next hour, it became clear like he almost died because of negligence. And yeah. it's it's just wild to me that that was not a part of this episode because it started and they're like in Suzuka and I and I remember this happening with Yuki and and Pierre and and I was like oh this is gonna be in the, this is that episode and it wasn't there took me by yeah. surprise and like I don't know that specific instance also has like such a like history within the sport like we yeah. hadn't been in suzuka since 2019 pierre's friend died from running into a crane mm-hmm. that was off of the track like there was just a lot going on that could have been referenced yeah so um, i'm it wondering have been referenced i'm i, I want to know who's got their hand in the pot is it formula one or is it the fia and we'll We'll get to the bottom of this. We I promise. Know. I don't know how. I don't know when. Maybe all it takes is watching the credits of the show. <laughs> <laughs> how we'll will we ever find out? It's, it's <laughs> impossible to tell. But back to the episode. Pierre's out of the race. 
It's up to Yuki to score points. He's struggling. George is catching up to him. They're t- they're letting him know. George is point three behind you. Yuki yells, "I know." Yeah. <laughs> Yuki push. Yeah, I'm doing it. <laughs> George passes Yuki. Uh, he doesn't score any points. You know. But he mm-hmm. doesn't crash, and he that's crash. what counts. Finishes the race. Uh, so now that Pierre is leaving, Yuki's not scoring points. Toast is like, we need a strong driver. And I am so glad that Nick DeVries is joining the team. <laughs> and we cut to Nick DeVries' talking head. And he goes, I'm Nick DeVries. And then I went, oh, is that how you pronounce his name? Is everyone saying it wrong? Is it Neek? <laughs> I <Marika>? mean, <laughs> probably. Should we just be? Should we be calling him Neek? I won't. But that's I what he says. It. I know. If someone says their name a certain way, I want to say their name that way because Neek. They're letting me know that's how how it's pronounced, and it's Neek DeVries. Neek DeVries. Neek. And he's excited he's to be on. Uh, no, he's Dutch. Oh, right, right, right. He's excited to be on Drive to Survive. He lo- he he did did the uh, the slate for himself, and they're talking him up. And this is a real funny little section of the show uh, because I know this start. Uh, I'm watching these episodes as we cover them because otherwise I won't remember what happens. So yeah. I watched this yesterday. And it was so funny because of his start to the season. Uh, he's driving terribly. He's he's not. He's way worse than Yuki. He's, yeah, he's <laughs> driving really bad. And they're building him up like we have a strong driver. Yuki is going to have to fight for the number one seat. At least in the structure of this episode, they're 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 billing it as Yuki is no longer the rookie. Nick is the rookie. But Nick wants the number one seat, and it's up to Yuki to prove that he deserves to be the number one guy on AlphaTauri. And Nick has the constitution of a real F1 driver. This is like Moneyball, where they're like, yeah, the scouts are like, oh, he's got the baseball look or whatever. Yeah. Nick DeVries is like built in a lab to be an F1 driver. Exactly. But Yuki Tsunoda, he gets on base. That's right. By getting hit by the pitch. Get him by the pitch, but he gets on base. And that's all we care about. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't really get on. <laughs> he kind of scores points. But not really. <laughs> so sometimes. Yeah. He sometimes gets on base. Yeah. Um, so they're building up Nick DeVries, the hot new driver, who's older than Yuki. Yes. But Yuki suddenly needs to be the veteran. And and this is this this is why I think this episode is great because like the last one we talked about with Red Bull it was like nothing. Max gives you nothing. Checo we get a little bit of of something from Checo, but but this is like this is like this is hard to write. A young guy who has to be the veteran, and there's a there's a, a new driver who's older than him who's like a a, a champion. And Yuki now has to suddenly grow up. This is good stuff. 
Yeah. Yuki and hates working conference. out. Now he has to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And in you in in Nick's press conference, he's like basically throws Yuki under the bus I immediately. And it's just I like a huge it. dick about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he was uh, that much of a dick about it. He was, he was like a little a dick like, about it. And then he walks it back a little bit. <laughs> I think after he kind of sees people's response is my I take thought, on that. I thought that people were eating it up. They loved it. Um, I think. I, OK, I'm going to look back at kind of how it came together. I'm trying to remember what the actual line was, but he's like, I'm here to bring some basically like. Uh, gravitas to the team. I'm the adult. Right. Well, everyone's it's like, like, ha ha ha. And he's like, well, I don't know. He's like, Yuki, God, what does he say? I need to find the actual scene. Well, but he says, the, like, basically, Yuki's baby. I thought the framing of it was interesting because you see Nick joining, like, the actual episode. He's slating for himself and he's like, this is, uh, like, I'm finally on Drive to Survive. He's been around the paddock for this whole time and now he finally gets to participate in this television show and then it goes to the press conference where he's kind of talking about it as like the entertainment he's like i've seen what the team looks like like i've seen what has been happening and this is what i'm going to do mm-hmm. like that's kind of his opening line and it is a little dickish but i thought it was like not as bad because it's coming from this like frame of you know there's been drama yuki's been kind of hard to deal with according to the team and i am prepared to be a responsible person yeah he should have said it like that. Sure. <laughs> Instead, he said, I hope to but bring some maturity. Dutch. We all find Yuki entertaining. Uh, but I don't think I'm going to I don't think I should take his advice or listen to what he says is yeah. much closer to what he actually <laughs> yes. said. Yes. Um, which is love quite it. a strong open. You could yeah. just be like, I'm excited to be on the team. I think I can elevate all like both of us or whatever. Yeah. And uh Leave it there. You don't have to bring Yuki into it at all. They didn't ask about Yuki. Um, well, that makes me. They didn't ask about Yuki. I mean, sure, it's probably edited all up to make him look like an even bigger asshole. But yeah, I'm. You got to keep that in mind. I'm on the Nick well, DeVries has been painted with a brush, where you're supposed to be like this. First of all, the fact that he's older is I had no idea. So he's 28. Oh, he's older than Pierre in this. Yeah. I had no idea. I thought he was like still relatively young. No. Um, yeah, I remember when we, when we talked about this last season and I thought I thought because they would always show him hanging out next to Toto. And I was like, oh, right. there's Toto's 15 year old son. Yeah. Yeah. He looks so young. <laughs> then the next thing I know, he's racing in a car. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, he... this definitely changes it for me. I, do they even mention that his age? I feel like they don't. I don't know if they do they didn't, in, this not, yeah, episode, not in this episode. But it's kind of bizarre, right? I mean, they're kind of painting this setup like, here's the new rookie coming in. Can he, you know, supplant the person who's supposed to be the one seat? Um, yeah. But they kind of paint him like a young gun. But mm-hmm. no, he's actually older I than... Don't think they- I don't think they paint him like a, like they I, they don't say his age. They talk but about how he's a, like he's, he was a Formula E champion. 
yeah, yeah. he's formula champion like, in 2020. Like, like explain that he is a like yeah, a seasoned driver, uh, like a seasoned race car driver. So to me, that implies not like like he's got years under his belt. Um, yeah, yeah, but where he was in. The ELMS series. The ELMS he series. did WC. He WC. raced at Le Mans last Le Mans, year. He last was year. the. You're literally doing this off the top of your head. You're not even. Yes, reading a I love Nick DeVries. I've seen him race. I saw him race in Formula E on his in his championship season. Uh, I saw him race at Le Mans because he was a reserve driver for one of their hypercar teams, and then last minute, some random old guy was like a piece of shit and got pulled from their team. So he jumped into FP or FMP two car to help them. And they finished like wow. he. I, okay. All right. Okay. He's been, he's been around. None of this you, is in the so, show. They leave right. it to him to say, I've been around F one a while. It's like, yeah. you've right. been in one and race. Then, so uh, as a casual fan, I don't know what that means. Exactly. Yes. But, and also like, he's been around F one for a while. He would hang out in the Mercedes garage garage <laughs> uh mm-hmm. as like a he i think he was mercedes like um like a sim tester basically or whatever mm. but he also last season like drove in i think three different f1 teams cars like he did Williams, free practices Aston martin yeah and, and i mean did he drive an alfatari i kind of think maybe um it was either that or mercedes um all i know is we has to move on all right (laughs) i think devries kind of sucks he's one of my favorite drivers yeah yeah i marika i hope he turns it around for your sake but right now i'm not into the guy he's mean to yuki uh, <laughs> a person was, that nobody was, liked except for me until yeah, today. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I like being, Yuki. He's I'm being mean Yuki. to Yuki, and then they <laughs> they cut to Yuki talking about Nick being a or sorry Nick being his new teammate, and he seems really nervous, and he hopes that they could be good friends, like like with Pierre. <laughs> uh, and then it. and then they and then they ask him, uh, "Well, do you think?" Nick can beat you. Sorry, Neek. Do you think Neek can beat you? And Yuki and pauses says, and goes, no, he can't beat me. And Yuki yeah. was right. Yeah. Yuki was right. He was right. Yuki, you has Yuki... I'm not looking at the stats right now, but I feel like he's been in the points more than once this season. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I'll look. They haven't think, been great. I think he's got two 10-place finishes and like a couple... 11th placement like he's he's where he should yeah. be yes i think that is correct but to confirm he has gotten two 10 place finishes and three 11 place finishes wow look at that look at that it's like i host a formula one podcast e uh so yeah yuki yuki says he can't beat him love that uh and then we go to somebody showing uh i'm guessing a work colleague or maybe just a mutual friend of yuki and pierre 
shows Pierre a photo of Pierre meeting Yuki when he was 15 years old. It's awesome. And Pierre was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. It's only like five years ago. But <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but like they're they're showing this picture to Pierre, and Pierre is like charmed by it. And like Yuki has this look on his face, like like I like like he really likes Pierre Gasly a lot. Yeah. It was also I I did think it was really cool that Yuki they they basically say that he spent only a year in every single series yeah. before he got to Formula 1, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean Yuki is kind of widely portrayed as like a not a great driver and yet Yeah, he's lazy. He blew through the he's junior late. leagues. Yeah. And like Nick DeVries is like Oh, he's the pro, and yet he's kicked around in like you know the junior leagues for a long time, and now yeah. he's finally coming to F one. It's just like I don't know. I, I guess I'm defending myself here and saying that I just really thought Nick DeVries we was like spend 21. the entire day ripping on Nick <laughs> DeVries, but we has to move on. <laughs> you all say just to be clear, has only he's gotten 14th for two races, 15th for one retired once and then got 18 in Miami. He's not doing that bad. He's doing <laughs> better than Logan Sargent. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's not doing that bad for a rookie, but for a guy who's 28. Yeah. He's in a he bad be. car. Age <laughs> age doesn't matter. Yeah, look, when I become a Formula 1 driver in my uh assuming late 30s early 40s at this mm-hmm. point since I've started my career so late Age is just a number, you know. Uh, I will be a forty-five-year-old rookie, but yeah, I think you know. I'll be consistently so in the Pitt. points. Yeah, so spread it. <laughs> How old is he now? Fifty something. Sixty-year-old rookie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so back 59. to this. Back to the show. They're showing Pierre this photo. Pierre says, "This is a really cute moment." I want to. I wanted to mention it. Pierre says. Or Yuki says, you'll miss me for sure. And Pierre pauses and he goes, maybe for like two to three minutes. And then Yuki pauses and he says, I'll take that. They're very cute. They're really cute. These guys are are adorable. Pierre posted uh, an Instagram story yesterday that was like latest activities. And there's a screenshot of him FaceTiming with Yuki. (laughs) That's awesome. They love each other. I love it. Now we're in Austin. Austin, Texas. We're seeing the sights and the sounds. There's a marching band with cool matching outfits. Loved it. Mm-hmm. I like Austin. We were just there. I had a blast. Cowboy Daniel boots, on a horse. Barbecue sauce. Daniel's Horsey on a horse. The guy takes a selfie with Yuki without asking. uh then we then we see yuki talk about how he hates training we we already talked about all this stuff he's Mm -hmm. got the strap on his head and they're like yanking it and (laughs) yuki's like like, got a look on his face like ow 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 (laughs) someone's braiding his hair (laughs) yeah it does look like that (laughs) 
It's like it's like they're trying to give Yuki a bath, and he's just like, I want to just go play outside. Come on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's race day. We're seeing the fans. There's a fan that they show a shot of a fan holding up a Mexican flag that on one side says Checo, on the other side says Max, and that's a crazy thing to own. <laughs> In Texas. That's not... If you're in Mexico, that's one thing. <laughs> Where do Why you even Max? get that? Don't even put Max well, yeah, on Max's it. name is just, on the Mexican just flag. Just have Checos on it. In Austin, that's perfectly Doesn't normal. Matter. Yeah, that yeah. works anywhere. Yeah. yeah, it's the addition of Max that I was yeah. like, okay. All the drivers are hanging out. Um, Max asks Daniel if his horse is there. And Daniel makes this great joke that no one laughed at. He says, nay. <laughs> I didn't catch that. And they even put it on a subtitle so that you knew that that's what he said. <laughs> and I was like, that's really good. That's yeah. funny. But Max you know he planned laugh. it. Oh, of course. You know he's probably, that's I, the no, 50th I don't think, I don't, I don't think, I don't think he did. The way he said yeah. it, it fell off the cuff. And then... I was like, that's really good. I can't believe nobody laughed at that. And then they they uh, start talking about the horse's name. Like, yeah. So Max is like, is, there, is the horse here today? Daniel, nay. What was the horse's name again? Horsey McCorse. No, then they, Max he starts asks, laughing. He asks, uh, he asks if the horse is there today. Uh, and he's like, oh, doesn't have a pass? And he's like, no, yeah, it does. You didn't see the pass? It's Horsey McHorse, because he got a physical F1 paddock mm -hmm. pass with that written on there. That's but funny. yeah, and yeah. and this is what makes Max laugh. Well, here's what I'll say, and this is Yuki related. There's differing animal sounds that people make in different countries so i wonder if nay does not translate to the dutch hero horse right because there's a really a really great moment with like pierre and yuki where pierre is making fun of yuki for his dog noise because it's so weird compared to i guess <laughs> what the french do because he's like yip, 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 yip. okay uh, <laughs> instead of a bark <laughs> Well, I have a book. I think it's it was a funny joke and somebody should have laughed at that. I agree. You have a book? Yeah, no, pile? it was good. Whatever, it doesn't matter. That's like it. This podcast is already going Tell on. Tell us about long. the book, pile. Doesn't matter. It's about that. It's about how different cultures have different sounds for uh, roosters. And you read this book? Yeah. I read it to my son, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the race he has starts. to move on. <laughs> We has to move on to the wait, race. Wait. Before we get to the race, can we yeah. talk about how Nick DeVries is walking through the paddock and some guy recognizes him, but then another person sees him and introduces him to somebody else and says Nick's going to be an F1 driver next year. And the guy has no clue who he is. Yeah, I kind of thought that that conversation was like a sponsor or like someone introducing him to a sponsor. They were like standing in front of like a Heineken. I'm looking at it. It's the other way around. The woman is who's introducing him is wearing a Heineken shirt. The mm -hmm. person she's introducing him to is a guy with a press badge. 
Interesting. <laughs> this guy who has a press badge has no clue who Nick DeVries is. Well, we're in the U.S. <laughs> yeah. And that makes sense. It does yeah. make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially after uh, watching the uh, Miami Grand Prix this year mm-hmm. and how many people they sent there that had no clue yeah. who yeah, yeah. these yeah. people are, who they're talking to, what was going yeah. on. I remember seeing, I don't know if we talked about this uh, on that episode, but just like Barstool Sports were there yeah. interviewing Max and Checo and they had like, they had no, they, they were, re- Max and Checo were referencing something that happened the week before, the race, at the race uh, a week before, Azerbaijan. Yeah. And they were, they were just like clueless. Yeah, was, yeah. And yet we can't go. And I asked. I asked that nice man. We I said, go. We just have to pay for it. <laughs> well, now I learned after the fact that I could have used fucking chase points to get into a lounge for 40,000 wow. points. Nobody told me this. And I'm scouring the web to mm. see what credit cards are <laughs> partnering with Vegas. Mm. And I'm Oof. not having much luck. It might be Amex, though. I want to go to Vegas. So bad. We've. I mean, we've talked about this. Uh, I want. I want to go to Vegas, but I also feel like it's gonna suck to be there. I think it'll be yes. more fun to watch on TV. Yeah. Than to be there. I think being but there, I would be miserable. Yeah. <laughs> and sure, maybe this is just me talking to myself, being like, "Hey, man, you're probably not gonna go." And you know what? You wouldn't have had fun. <laughs> uh, Austin, Alonzo does a wheelie. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. Classic. Move. Yeah. Okay. So With the race starts. New teammate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was funny. The race starts. Yuki starts P19. Alonzo goes airborne hitting Stroll. Uh, they tell Yuki not to fight with Pierre. But Yuki wants to. He wants to race. Yeah. Yuki's climbing up the grid. Yuki Go, makes Yuki. a mistake and loses position. No, Yuki. We cut to Yuki talking about how he wants that top seat. This is what he's thinking while he's driving. He's not thinking about the turn ahead. He's thinking about how he wants. He wants to, to be a big be boy. The veteran. He wants to be the big boy. He doesn't need a booster seat anymore. Like Nick Dane DeVries or Micah did. did when we went go-karting. Yeah. Nick DeVries did in, um, in his Formula One debut, if you remember. He had a booster seat? Yeah, well, it it was either that or he just, like, didn't properly fit into the Williams. And when the end of the race sure, I mean, happened, sure they, didn't they, like, had to yank him. him. They had to yank him out and he was like, my shoulder shirt so much. Anyway. Mm. Yeah, because when they fit you for a seat, they, like, put you... It's like making a mold for a... Uh, yeah, like I watched a video of that recently. Prosthetics cool. for a movie or something. It's like weird. a weird. It's like a. It's like flow in a bag. Yeah, it's hmm. kind of how they do it. I gotta get. I gotta get a chair like that. <laughs> Just for sitting, lounging. Yuki finishes P ten. He got a point. He did it. He's the big boy. Yuki got it's one the big point. Boy. <laughs> he did it. 
Our boy did it. Yeah. This is the funny thing about Drive to Survive is all the drama for these moments that are so small. And when you're watching yep. the race, it's just like mm-hmm. not even thinking about it. You don't care. But I like that they're highlighting these moments. Uh, that's, that's, you know, there's we, we talk about how weird it is watching the, the races live and uh, also watching Drive to Survive. And it's, I know Jake has talked about, uh, he's gone back and forth on like, Drive, Drive to Survive made him like F1 more, and then watching F1 made him like Drive to Survive less. But I like putting a spotlight on these on these moments that while I'm watching the race, I don't care or think about, like Yuki getting 10th place. Why was this the race they chose to be Yuki's, like, redemption race? Because he got he, a point. Did he never, did he never not finish above 10th all last season? I don't um, remember, man. And passing two people was like the most dramatic thing they could come up with. I kind of assumed it was after, like, just framing it after the race. Sorry, not after the race, after the um, announcement. announcement. But hmm. uh, in Mexico, he retired. In San Paulo, Sao Paulo, he got 17th. In Abu Dhabi, he got 11th. So hmm. this was his best. It was honestly his best only point score since uh spain uh that's crazy so that's like maybe 12 races between wow huh so we get to point the episode's wrapping up yuki feels great we should get a one more great clip of pierre and yuki creating content yeah I wonder, I wonder what it's hello. like being on a content team for a Formula One team. What do you think they pay? Not well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't be well. Alpha Tari's, um social media presence, I think, is really strong. They're very good at TikTok. You know, and I, you know, you know who I feel about Fernando Alonso, but yeah, I think I think Aston Martin. I've seen Aston Martin's TikToks and. They're really good, so I yeah, think, I think you know, Aston Martin they're is just they're running away with this shit. year from the social media impact. They were the only different, team different that, from Fernando's. You mean different from Fernando's? Uh, but I oh, do think I it's the same guy doing. You're right. It. I think that Alphatari's is interesting because it doesn't necessarily. It's not like meme type stuff, but they do a lot of fun editing. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's kind of like they're just really cool, if that makes sense. Their yeah. videos are cool. That's impressive Martin because this video they're shooting here with the karaoke is... does not look cool. No, 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 no. absolutely but not. It was, it was. This is a fucking YouTube requested. video if I've ever seen. Yeah. They and they're they're like singing karaoke. karaoke. Yeah. And, and people wanted more. Yeah, and it it's really cute. It's great. I love these guys. They were great in this episode, but we end on Nick DeVries, who says he wants to make a point. And I I wrote down in my notes, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Try scoring a point. Well, he did. He scored two, actually, on this very first race. Yeah. Very impressive. Yes, That was impressive. But that was a long time ago. What have you done for me lately, Nick DeVries? Sorry, Nick DeVries. 
Nick DeVries. As Pierre would say, they only care about your last race. Mm. Exactly. And that's the end of this episode. And coming up next on the next episode, looks like it's all about Red Bull's cost cap troubles. Honestly, pretty excited about that. Yeah, I can't wait to see what Christian has to say. <laughs> it was like there's like one shot of um, Mateo and Toto talking and Christian walked up to them and was like, what are you making up? <laughs> yeah it was like incredible finally we're getting back to the main characters of yeah Drifters back to the Live. heavy hitters yeah uh yeah so let's write this episode here at the pit wall when we rate something we give it a push push if we like it, a box box if we don't like it and i gotta tell you I like this episode. It was a push push, push, push baby push, push, push pushes push, all around. Pushes all around. Give it all you got. Give it everything. We won't yell back. I am. <laughs> yeah. Don't talk to me. I am. <laughs> yeah. We know. We know that you're just gonna do it, and we'll leave you alone. That's the yeah. difference between us and them. Yeah. Well, there is one more thing. If you want to win, you got to be fast. And if you got to be fast, you got to be quick. It's time for a quick cue. Right? Am I yeah, right? you did it. You did it. It's there. Whew. All right. This question comes from Brett Himmelsback. Brett says, quick cue for you guys. You all become reserve drivers slated for the next race. To show you mean business, you pick a driver to verbally intimidate. <laughs> Who is it and what do you say? And I got to say, Brett, great cue. Great cue. Hmm. Uh, Max Verstappen. I can intimidate that guy for sure. <laughs> Um, really any of them. I, I feel like I can I don't, intimidate I don't him. think anyone can verbally intimidate Max Verstappen. Uh, yeah, because it just rolls off him. He doesn't care. That's he, a good yeah. point. I mean, he comes point. back. He comes back. He comes back but poorly, well. but he comes back. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he's, yeah. <laughs> he will uh, think of something great Max, to say like, later disarmed, in the day. You know, I think yeah. he's always going to be like, have his, yeah. He's got his guard have up. Have his, his guard up, yeah. I'd say realistically, look, if I'm looking to get some time on the track, Nick DeVries, he's struggling. I, wait, fuck. You know what? Logan Sargent. It's Logan Sargent. It's <laughs> yeah. Logan Sargent, absolutely. Yeah. That's a good one. I kind of, I honestly forgot he existed. <laughs> um, but then you're in a I, Williams. That's fine. I, I feel if, if we're being feel realistic like you can prove about yourself. this. Yeah, I could yeah. drive yeah. a Williams. Yeah. I mean, I think we have seen that George is easily intimidated. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about George. Does not have his guard up. You could walk right up to him and be like, I could hey, go up to George fuck. and be like, <laughs> I'm going to break your legs today. Hey, George. What if I give you one of I these? Like, I do like that because my answer is Esteban Ocon, and it's similarly because he's skinny and tall. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that. That's our strategy. <laughs> I'd like call Watch him Slender out. Man or something. Put you in the wall. Hey George, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna drive today. You fucking well, toothpick. Actually, 
Actually, I think <laughs> I think it's actually my turn to drive the car. <laughs> I think it's your turn to shut up, George. Okay. <laughs> and give me your lunch money while you're at it. <laughs> yeah. Lunch around here costs $5,000. I'll take that in cash. Yeah. American. I yeah. would get Lando drunk, is what I would do. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Famously can't handle his alcohol, Lando. Doesn't drink, brings it up all the time. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. poison him slash get him drunk the night before. <laughs> and then the next day, you just give him milk to recover. So I guess he likes milk. But that'll, that'll make him sluggish. And phlegmy. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd call Esteban Oka and like Slenderman or say that he's going to crash his car and he'll wrap around a pole. Um, just something relating to his lankiness, uh, you lanky fuck. <laughs> Basically any, like, any, uh, Greg or Jonah Ryan mm-hmm. insult from Succession or V perspectively, I think I could hurl at Esteban Ocon, yeah, uh, and, and bring him to, uh, cry in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was thinking. That. I was I was kind of thinking. Uh, really, any driver, except maybe Lewis. Yeah. Um, I, like I, I mean, we talked about Max. Like Max, Max would take it and he'd come back, but not well. Um. And um, I worry about. Alonzo, I think he could like. I think Nico Hulkenberg might punch me if I. Try <laughs> yeah, to. Nico yeah. would not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Alonzo would get violent, but I do think he could like hire a hitman to take me out or something. Yeah, he's like going to take he, me he out feels... in ways that I never thought possible. <laughs> Financially, <laughs> <Yes>. emotionally, <laughs> right? Yeah. This is a good um, question. We should just answer this at the end of every episode. I like this one. <laughs> who, who would we beat up this week and how? And also, yeah, I would like to try to verbally intimidate Christian Horner. Um, I don't know if I'd be successful, but I would yeah, try. That, I think that would be tough. I think it's easier yeah. to verbally intimidate Toto Wolf than it is Christian. Yeah, I feel like he'd be... Well, Toto wouldn't react, like, visibly, but I yeah. think... I feel like a great example of this is now the world famous exchange between them from this season of Drive to Survive, where Christian says, "If you got a problem, change your fucking car." And then Toto's stumbling. He's like, "He's like, you know, you change, you know, you change your car, change your car. No, it's your your drivers, your drive, your drivers. I have it. I have it here. Your drive. Checo doesn't like the car." But let's, <laughs> Christian's like, well, let's talk to Checo. Let's talk. We don't have to talk to Checo. I have it right here. <laughs> like, Toto would be really easy to. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Flustered. That's, I guess if I wanted to be team principal for the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a great question. And if you have a question for us, slide into our DMs on Instagram at pitwallpod. Where you can follow us, send us questions. We'll answer them here. We'll tell you who will beat up and who could beat us up. Nico Hulkenberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Valtteri Bottas, maybe. Definitely. 
think that's kind of it, though. Honestly, yeah. maybe Pierre. You think uh, Pierre Alonso would... for sure could beat us up? I think Alonso Pierre... could beat us up. Yes. I don't know. Hmm. You don't think so? Yeah, I think I'd run away from him. <laughs> I think I could take Alonso. Yeah, he's probably not that fast. He's kind of old. Yeah. Um. I. I don't know. I feel like Pierre is kind of like wily. Could maybe like throw a sucker punch. Oh uh, yeah, like and then get out of there. Scratch your eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'd watch out for him. Yeah. Yeah. Oscar Piastri. Another I totally person I forgot, forgot about. about that guy. <laughs> he's going. He's going down. Wow. Forgot about that guy. I just kick him in the stomach. I think you and could just cyber bully him. You wouldn't Is even he have still to really like. Piastri's the new yeah. Latifi. Well, people are saying DeVries is the new Latifi, which I take I think a lot of offense to. I, think I don't think so. Um, he doesn't spend nearly enough to be no, Latifi. I think it's, it's Piastri or a Sergeant. Yeah, it's a toss-up between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say Sergeant. Yeah. Mm. Well, there's a lot of races left uh, for them to not finish, so <laughs> I guess we'll see. Uh, rate us. On iTunes and on Spotify, five stars. It helps the pod. It does. We've got a we got a five star rating right here from CG Birdie. This podcast is a great mix of humor and info, and keeps me up to date with my F one obsessed husband. I live for Marika's comments. The little boys and their little cars sums it up for me. <laughs> Jeez. It's really true. Does that sound like you, listener? <laughs> well, why don't you why don't you write that down so we can read yeah. it? Thank you. Uh, thank you. Yes, thank you, that's nice Yeah. Uh, that, well, another great episode in the books, folks, and we'll be back next week for the always exciting Monaco Grand Prix. And I'll tell you right now, my, my pre-race prediction, Max Verstappen wins. That's a good prediction. Um, oh, I was going to say, we, we might be a, a day late on that one. Just a warning. Might come out on yes. Thursday. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's, yes. Marika will be traveling. I will. And uh, who knows where Jeff is? <laughs> who where knows? He'll be. <laughs> Probably uh, still in Kentucky. Maybe what he's doing there, none of us know. He said he was filming Deadpool three. Uh huh. But that was a R- joke. Really? He says no. that. He says that all the time. Room <laughs> <laughs> room to all and to all a beep beep. We'll see you next week. was a HeadGum original.